to the I Care Too Much podcast. AM PM, it's critical. Brother Charlson. Yes. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. How you doing? <laughs> I can't complain, man. I can't. Com- I won't complain. That's what I. That's what I keep saying to folks. I will not complain in this time right now. That is uh, very strange, but uh, it's a blessing to be able to talk to you, man. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm feeling good, man. I'm like you, man. I choose not to complain. I choose positivity and optimism. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, we can use some of that. And that's exactly why I wanted to get you on this podcast, man. Uh, I hope you don't mind. This is I wanted it to be a very much so just an organic conversation because uh, and I'll introduce you to my listeners properly. But but I saw what you were doing on Facebook and it resonated with me. Some of the things you were saying, uh, and I think it could be very useful in this day and time. Uh, this is the I Care Too Much podcast. Uh, this is LT, and I have a special guest on today, a brother named Charleston Gaines, uh, who has uh, graciously agreed to participate and just have a conversation with me about some things. And I'll let him uh, go on to discuss uh, his business, uh, research-based education, um, consulting, and, and we'll get to all that good stuff as well. But, but brother Charleston, thank you for being on this, man. I really appreciate it. Man, I, I really appreciate the invite. You know, I'm I'm always looking for opportunities to reach out and help new people. And you're just helping me. You know what I'm saying? The more I help you, the more you help me, man. That's that's us working together. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's let's talk about your first off. Let's let's get into your background and then let's talk about uh, RBEC. OK, well, well, first of all, for me. Well, I'll tell you this, man. I spent 20 years in the military. I was an I was an intel analyst. And doing Intel, I was directly involved in in inflicting damage to the enemy, per se, right? It sounds fancier than it really is. But um, part of that process, you recognize, is inflicting pain and suffering. Okay. And that goes, that goes against who I am. And so when I retired from the military, I thought, I don't want to be a part of that anymore. I want to be a part of helping people make their lives better. Wow. Wow. Um, so... And, and so for me, it's, it's, you know, I've been studying psychology and mental health for a very long time. Um, okay. I, have, I have a master's in health psychology, behavioral medicine, okay. cognitive behavioral life coach, um, PhD candidate in health psychology. And, but none of that is clinical. So I've decided that in two weeks, I'm going to be starting my master's in clinical psychology. And it'll be my third master's degree because I also have a master's in project management. Right on, so. right on. And good luck to you, man. <laughs> Thank you. I'm yeah. all about, I have this love of learning, man. I always just trying to get better um, and then using what I know and what I learned to help other people. Yeah, that's that's noble. That's very noble. Uh, and if you haven't picked up on it, man, the name of the podcast is I Care Too Much. And it fits right in line with uh, our mission our vibes. And so we, we like to interview and talk to people. I've had a few therapists. Uh, we had a whole therapy week. Uh, we talked to a couple therapists on our show before. Um, shout out to Dr. Julie Lopez. Uh, and, and, you know, we want to get people help. And in this day and time, uh, I think it's absolutely necessary that we are uh, self-aware. And that's one of the things that you touched on in your, your, your most recent uh, Facebook Live is self-awareness. And I wanted to get you uh, to elaborate a little bit more on that on this show, 
um, because I think it's a big thing. It's 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 the thing that I've used in my life. I like to be very self aware. I call myself weird, but I think that we're all weird, and if we all embrace our weirdness, uh, then we could all make this beautiful world work together. Uh, but a lot of people are not comfortable enough in themselves to embrace other people's weirdness. Would would you agree with that? Well, I, I certainly agree with that. And as a matter of fact, there's lots of empirical evidence to to demonstrate to support that. Um, for example, a lot of research has shown that that people that so so okay, there was this one study, man, had me laughing. So how likely, you know, is the average person try to try to buy a car, a new car next week? Well, a study has shown that if a person four houses down from you gets a new car, you might notice. Man. The closer that the neighbor is to you, the more likely it is to influence you to go buy a new car. <laughs> and and that applies to everything. If the people you follow on social media get better looking hair, a flatter stomach, a newer job, a nicer car, a bigger house. Guess what? You com- you compare yourself to them. Yeah. And and there's this concept I want to talk to you about. It's called a mind-blowing life. And if you recognize that you have a mind-blowing life, it helps prevent you from being sucked into that social media self-judging hypercritical, you know, mindset and so when i say i have a mind-blowing life what i mean is when i woke up this morning i woke up on a bed i had access to clean water i'm not in a refugee camp right right people take those things for granted but there are literally mind upon billions of people who cannot fathom having clean water daily exactly and so I have that. So I'm going to appreciate that. And I'm going to intentionally look at the little things in my life and be grateful for them. Yeah. And that's how I start my day with gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, man. And uh, I'm just going to sorry to interrupt you, man. But to bring it more relevant to this time, uh, in the last two weeks, I have delivered condolences to like three families uh, from this, uh, you know, this virus that's out here. And. You know, I tell you, man, it doesn't get easier. Uh, in this time, we all need some kind of reflection. We all need to be closer together. I, I, I just don't get it, man. I don't understand what, what I don't understand what to tell people at this time. You, you know, your statement. I can turn around and apply self awareness directly to that. Um, so, for a lot of people. They are insecure and they're not comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. And so they have to do things to try to feel better, not recognizing that it is their perspective of their lives, their own appraisal of situations that impacts their happiness. So it's it's one of those things where if I get a haircut, I'll be happier. If I can go see my friends, I'll be happier. Well, no, you won't. And right. in this day and time, to go do those things, to attempt to be happier, is literally putting lives on the line. Yep. So, so people need to get over the insecurities. But one thing that we don't recognize is that the things that I say, like be positive, look on the bright side, be grateful, defeat your insecurities. Those things take practice, man. You can't just wake up in the morning 
and just say, today I'm more positive than yesterday. You can't do that. Right. You have to practice gratitude. You have to practice positivity. Right. You have to be able to look in the mirror at your hair that's not done, at your at your gut that where you can't even see your abs, and you have to say, this is, I'm okay this with is that. This is who I am today. Exactly. Yeah. And I love me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, absolutely. I don't, I don't enough people. I don't think enough people do that. I don't think enough people have that. And I, I try to get down to because see for me. I, I was a fat kid. I'll be, you know, I was, my clothes size was husky. Remember the husky clothes size? Yeah. <laughs> my clothes size was husky, brother. And so I grew up in 90s DC where you had to learn how to, what we call Joan or what other people call roast on each other. You had yeah. to have a very thick skin because that, what, we, what people consider bullying now, boy, we was ruthless back in the day. If you had on high water jeans, if you had on dirty socks, if you, if you had on a hat that had a smudge or anything on it, we were going at you. And uh, and so I was a fat kid in those times. And, you know, I had to hold my <laughs> own. And so, you know, I, I sort of learned self-awareness through that. And then obviously, you know, as I got a little older and started to mature and stuff, and puberty hit, you know, the girls started to notice I got, a sl- I got slimmed down. And so, you know, that self-awareness was enhanced even more became an ego, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where I was, I think I was very self-aware early on, in addition to some of the things that were going on in my environment and having to kind of grow up a little, a little quicker than I may have uh, necessarily wanted to, you know, um, in a lot of areas too, had, had to kind of force some self-awareness. Even to this day, I feel like uh, I look back on some things and uh, I was very, uh, mature or the situation demanded me to be very mature uh, when I when I probably uh, shouldn't <laughs> have been faced with that. Yeah. Uh, so that's where my self-awareness comes from. But I, I don't know about other people. I feel like I make things awkward for people who are extreme introverts. Uh, I make things awkward for uh, people who aren't as open as I am or self-aware as I am because I am the elephant in the room. I will go, I will ride on the elephant in the room. Uh, let me tell you, and, but I understand that it makes other people awkward. Is that's and that's something that you were talking about on your Facebook Live too, as well. Being self aware to that point of knowing uh, how you affect other people in the room. Right. Well. Well. You know. You touched on some things, man. Like you're just right on as far as the things that I like to discuss and get into. Like first of all, one thing I tell people is so you can look at yourself and you look at you can look at your education or lack thereof you can look at your physical fitness or lack thereof your money or lack thereof you can look at all of that and judge yourself but you need to be able to as you have done respect your journey and your effort right understand where you came from and how that impacted you and there are lots of people that maybe might not have what you have but if i was in their situation i might not have made it yeah so They need to look at their situation and say, you know what? I'm proud of how far I've come. And even if you attempt something and fail, appreciate your effort. Say, you know what, man? I did my best. I did what I could do. Or maybe you didn't do your best. Okay, acknowledge that. You know what? I could have tried harder. I didn't. Doesn't make me a bad person. I'm on to the next pursuit. Yep. And then another thing I want to hit on is, is where you talked about making other people feel awkward, right? So there's... First of all, there's there's the idea of ensuring that you don't damage others. What I mean is something immoral, unethical, disrespectful. But beyond that, you have to be yourself. And a lot of times 
you put people in situations where maybe they need self-awareness. For example, if you bring up a topic that is something that I recognize is a part of everyday life. Okay. But I feel awkward in that conversation. I should be able to ask myself, man, he brought this up and I know all about it. Why was I uncomfortable? Right. And that is growth in my self-awareness. Sure. Sure. And, and so if we're all, if we have a growth mindset, then we're looking to grow. We're looking to learn. We don't look at, like, say, if you bring up the elephant in the room, I can choose to look at that as a threat or look at it as a challenge that I can overcome. Yeah. But the choice is mine. Exactly. Exactly. How yeah. you react is really the pow- only power you have in a lot of things. The how you react is everything. That's a part of the self-awareness. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And when we talk about self-awareness and emotion regulation, a, a lot of people, what they'll do is, is they'll react and insecurity and, and their ability to, to criticize and judge themselves has them finding ways to support their bad decisions. Sure. Whether they're blaming other people or it's not my fault. You made me mad. Sure. And you need to have a growth mindset and self-awareness where you can say, you know what? I overreacted. You know, yeah. I and it could be someone that you don't like, a situation that you don't like. And maybe maybe they didn't deserve attention or empathy from you. But at the same time, you know that your reaction was a loss of control on your part, regardless of what they did. So check yourself sure. and say, you know what, if I'm in that situation again, I'm not going to respond the same way because I choose to be better than that. Let me ask you this, because, yes, you as you know, I mean, this is a very strange time and a lot of people are at home right now. And what we're, what we're saying is, you know, a lot of people are learning who they really are because they're forced to be with themselves uh around the clock right now if you are abiding by the social distancing guidelines right right what do you say to those people who are having a tough time being by themselves um well so so first of all first of all you you need self-awareness you need to recognize why you're having a tough time and so what we'll say to people is, you know, quite often we give people advice and it's and we make it sound like it's easy, but it's really not. You know what I mean? Like, so, for example, um, like, I don't you know, I don't have this muscular body and I'll have someone tell me if you just have this much protein and work out this much, you'll be in great shape. And it's, it's not easy for everybody. Sure. And so so what we have to find is is based on your own self-awareness, recognize what you can and can't do, what's important to you and what's not. And then what you need to do, and and what I'm telling you now comes from positive psychology, resilient skills based on um, research done by Dr. Martin Seligman at the University of Pennsylvania Positive Psychology Center. Sure. You need to start with gratitude and mindfulness. Hmm. And so you cannot be grateful and angry at the same time. You, you can't do it. So what you could do is start a gratitude journal. At the end of every day, write down three good things that happened in the last 24 hours or three things the last 24 hours that you're grateful for. That's good. That's good stuff right there. And mindfulness meditation is for you to be aware. Um, and really mindfulness meditation, it, it enhances your self-awareness. But I'm going to tell you what else it does, man. I'm going to talk to you about a little, little um, physiological impacts here. 
what you do every day is is you wake up and you're you're kind of in the mindset that you went to bed in, right? So you're stressed, you're angry, you're fearful, insecure, whatever. And so that heightens your stress response. And what we're talking about is the HPA access, which is your your um, hippocampus, pituitary gland, adrenal gland. And that's your stress response. And what happens is when you're stressed, your body creates cortisol. It's a steroid. Corticosteroids, what we call it. Sure. Um, and so you're always in a freeze, flight, or fight state. And I say it in that order because throughout history, it, the evolution of man, when there's danger, your first instinct is to freeze. You do that now. You hear a noise in the night, you freeze. Right. You don't fight. You freeze. Right. You listen. You gather information. If there's danger and you can flee, you get away. Through evolution and through all animals that we see, fighting is always the last resort. Sure. So when you do that, when you're in that constant state, you have um, you put on more weight because that's what cortisol does. It helps store fat, um, increased heart rate, increased blood pressure, um, increased inflammation, um, which all of that leads to a lifetime increase of risk of heart disease and stroke. And so people don't realize that that those things are impacting their health long term. And so, first of all, by practicing gratitude, it helps you to go to sleep with greater peace and wake up with greater peace. Come on. And then mindfulness meditation helps you to reset your stress response. Less cortisol, more dopamine. Dopamine literally opens up your mind to creativity, innovation, positive emotions. Amen. And so you're able to see the bigger picture. You're able to be more appreciative. And that enhances your relationships with yourself and with others. Sure. And, um, you know, and it's funny you bring that up because I'm going to make a video at some point, just a short video, just really breaking down what is mindfulness meditation and why you should do it um, and how it impacts you from a biopsychosocial perspective on your life, biological, psychological and social. Sure. So that's what people can do every day. And then the last thing I'm going to talk about is, is bringing your strengths. So the idea of bringing your strengths, first of all, self-awareness, you have to know what your strengths and weaknesses are. But you can go to, there's this website, viacharacter.org, V-I-A character.org. And they have a test in there where you take this, this quiz and it's, it lists your 24 signature strengths in order from your greatest strength to your least strength. And so there's lots of different options in there, right? Bravery, um, integrity, humor, love, love of learning, appreciation of art and beauty. The more often you can bring your strengths into what you're doing on a daily basis, the happier you're going to be. Yes. Listen to what I just said. Yes. I just said, the more often you do what you love, the happier you'll be. Roger that. Ten four. <laughs> like that's not even that's not even something that you have to practice. If you love to paint, then paint more. Exactly. If you love to dance, then dance more. If you love to cook, then cook more. You gotta do it. And and that's what people need to do. Those three things, I, I guarantee you, and I'm guaranteeing you this based on empirical research, man. I read I I, I read scientific peer-reviewed journals regularly and i'm telling you the research shown that doing those things 
can be just as impactful in treating depression and anxiety symptoms as antidepressants. Okay, so so now, so this is another thing I want to talk to you about um, because I am a medical marijuana patient in the District of Columbia. And so throughout my life, I've dealt with uh, anxiety. I've dealt with um, sleeplessness. Uh, and, you know, and I'm learning in my older age, and I'm talking, you know, to therapists about depressed memories and you know, things in my childhood or whatever. So uh, it has helped me kind of come to a, a very calm space to be able to accept some of those things, right? And some, and to be less anxious. Uh, what is your take on uh, medical cannabis? Have you talked to people who had it has helped? And uh, what is your general take on that? Well, you know, it's it's funny. It's It's really just like most other even over-the-counter products. Um, it depends on what you're using it for, mm-hmm. and it affects people differently. Um, and so for the individual, you have to decide if it works for you. And, you know, and for example, I'll give you a little bit about myself. When you're in serious pain at the hospital, they'll prescribe opioids right. or, or narcotics. Which I cannot handle Yeah, I, but even if they were not addictive, I cannot handle them. Mm. Like, I feel like a total wreck. And that's that's just my biology. And so everyone has to decide what's best for themselves. But I'm going to tell you this about a lot of therapists. Is that when people go see a therapist and they get diagnosed with any kind of mental health disorder, whatever, the therapist's role, their purpose is to help you reduce or eliminate symptoms. So maybe on a scale of, say, negative 10 to positive 10. You're dealing with certain things that are like at a negative six and we'll consider zero optimal. We'll consider zero normal functioning. So the therapist wants to take you from negative six to as close to zero as we can so that you can live a life with no symptoms. The therapist is not trying to take you from zero to 10. The therapist is done when you get to zero. So who's going to help you turn normal functioning to optimal functioning? And the answer to that, gratitude, mindfulness, meditation, bringing your strengths and what you and I have talked about already, right? Self-awareness, cognitive reappraisal, looking at the situation and deciding is it a threat or a challenge and how I'm going to handle it. Sure. So, for example, for you, you saw about medical cannabis that may have certain physiological impacts on you. But it's up to you to decide, are you taking it because you're a victim or are you taking it because you're trying to achieve optimal health? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. your perspective of the situation. That's deep. And no one can decide that for you. You're in charge of your thoughts and your perceptions. So then what are you going to do with what you are in charge of? Sure. Sure. So, um, yeah, I, I tell you, man, everyone, that's that's part of self-awareness. You know, there are some people that. They think medical, you know, they think cannabis is wrong and it's immoral and this and that. And so they'll judge other people. But the the way that they judge other people, they often turn and judge themselves the same way. <laughs> you know, it may not be for medical marijuana, but it's something right. Sure. So that I can tell you how horrible of a person you are to your They're face. Projecting. Exactly. Then I come home and look in the mirror and have the same conversation with myself. Yeah. yeah. No, that's good, man. This is all good stuff, man. I'm so glad we got a chance to do this. 
Uh, I, I want to make sure we do touch on uh, RBEC, that is uh, research-based uh, education uh, consulting. Yeah. So let's let's talk about your your business. Well, yeah. Well, I just I call it RBEC for short. Okay. And uh, my website is rbec.net, rbec.net. And and to be honest, um, what I what I really love to do is teach, and then I'm also a life coach. But in this time, man, I haven't even been working on building the business. Um, I've really just been teaching for free and people reach out to me and have conversations. I don't even talk about business, anything. It's like, man, if you need me, holler at me and we can worry about income and, and all that other stuff after the pandemic. That is a great resource, man. That is a, a um, huge resource. And I want you to plug that, man. If you want folks to get in touch with you, how, how do folks get in touch with you? Generally? Well, you can just just go to the website. Okay rbeck.net and then it has a, a contact me um and then you would just fill it out and send it to me i'm gonna tell you this also man anyone that reaches out to you man you just give them my number okay okay like I, I like my here's my thing man i'm gonna tell you my bottom line my bottom line and i'm gonna give you a little background about me so so part of my job now is a suicide prevention program manager and a lot of our suicide training this is this is my job working on the air force base working for the the department of the air force and a lot of our suicide prevention stuff is what happens when a person is about to pull the trigger mm, mm. who do you call what do you say and i'm like man that is so ridiculous you know you mentioned introverts earlier there's a lot of people who are introverts that will prevent them from going out and buying a gun or getting the sleeping pills, they won't do those things. They don't have the capacity to do that. So if they don't do that and they just live their life in misery, is that a win? Yeah. Have we accomplished anything? No. And so I looked at that and I was frustrated and I was like, I don't just want to prevent someone from pulling the trigger. I want them to stop being suicidal. Right. And and then the way and then my mind took me in another direction. It was like, you know what? Happiness is not just the absence of misery. I don't want to stop you from being miserable. I want to teach you how to replace misery with happiness. That's what Arbeck is all about. Come on. So I don't need to know all of the suicide warning signs if I'm teaching you to live a happy and full life. And what we need to understand is that happiness is not the opposite of depression. Because even depressed people are happy sometimes. Sure. Living a full life is the opposite of depression because depressed people never really full, they never really feel fully alive. So how do you feel fully alive? By being grateful, self-aware, and engaging your strengths. By choosing to reappraise threats as challenges and then choosing to overcome them. And so I want to teach people how to do that. So the suicide isn't even something we need to talk about. Right. Right. So you, you, our bad in my life. Well, exactly. Right. Exactly. Instead that the symptoms. Yeah. And, and then when you look at therapists, right, when, when you look at the, the continuum, right, where I saw my negative 10, a positive 10, if you're at a zero and you're moving in the negative direction, what happens a lot of times is 
you get to a point, everyone's different, negative four, negative eight, whatever, right? We'll say negative 10 is where you hit rock bottom. You can't get any worse. So as you move in that direction, at some point, you're like, I need serious help. And you want to call a therapist or maybe you call a suicide hotline or whatever. But I'm trying to teach people to do something before they get there to help themselves, man. Because in, in this world, we don't have one therapist for every three people. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. There's, there's not enough. So you need to help yourself. And people don't know how to do that. They don't know how to help themselves. So they wait until they've hit rock bottom. And then they say, please help me to not die. Yeah, I don't want to help you not die. I want to teach you to live. Ooh, there's a difference. That's heavy, brother. That's heavy, brother. Yeah, Dude. that's heavy, brother. <laughs> and, uh, and I think it's so necessary right now. And so what I'm going to do uh, is I'm going to make sure I get your information up on uh, howmuchtoomuch.com. That's our official website. Uh, and so I'm going to make sure that I plug you into the blog where I'm going to link to your Facebook live presentations uh, and just have you as a recurring guest, man, if you if you if you will, man, because I think this is great stuff, brother. I think it's a great perspective. Uh, on mental health as it stands and we want to make people not be victims we want to make people live man i want people to participate in life uh my big thing right now is participating in life you know some things have my anxiety has kept me away from from enjoying certain things and uh you know i've, I've sort of had to discipline myself as you're saying like you know institute some kind of discipline to, to do these things i've had to discipline myself to participate in life and essentially those three things that you pointed out there uh are what i would consider participating or at least being uh you know at that zero where 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 you can you can push yourself to participate to a positive and so yeah man i really appreciate you being on on my show today man um and i hope you'll come again man anytime yeah anytime man i i love it i'm passionate about this um and i just want to help as many people as possible you know and if and if people reach out to me and they want to talk one-on-one, we can do Zoom, FaceTime, Google Duo, a phone conversation, yeah. Facebook Messenger. It doesn't matter to me how we communicate. I want to help people. And in this time of pandemic, man, it doesn't matter. I'm not asking for a dime. I just want yeah. to help people. Let's, let's, and, let's, and the more people I help, the more they help others. Let's get some traffic going to rbec.net. rbec.net. That's rbec.net. And uh, yeah, brother, I really appreciate you coming on here, man, and talking to us. Uh, this is the I Care Too Much podcast. Um, I catch up with y'all uh, very soon. Um, I hope everyone's staying safe. Hope everyone's staying home. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you're listening to it in the safety of people that you love. And um, we out. Peace. Thank you. Thank you.